Are you are you into uh, nipple play in general? I have no words. It's an honest question. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. Uh... Lobster. The lobster. Yeah. Okay. Now, have you thought of what animal you'd like to be if you end up alone? Yes, a lobster. A lobster is an excellent choice. Honestly, what the fuck? Did you love it? I fucking hate it. I hate, I hate that film. Oh God, I hate that film with uh, every fiber of my being. It makes me, like I, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. It makes me so sad <laughs> and, and uncomfortable. And, and, and one may argue that that is the sign of a, of a good film that it made you feel. Yes. You know, I, I think are the sign of a good film is it makes you feel one way or another, good, bad, you know, it, it, but getting to raw emotion, I think, is a sign of a well-made film. Uh, it just, it fucking haunts my dreams. <laughs> it makes me so sad. It makes me so sad. Just tell me why. Why do you enjoy this film? What is enjoyable about this film for you? I think it's hilarious. I think, uh, I think it is. You're so dumb. You're so dumb. You're such a dumb person. I'm sorry. Continue. I was, I was unprofessional. (laughs) For the first time I saw it, I was just like, I was so floored by number one. Okay. Number one. Originality. I, I, as, as, as filmmakers ourselves using that term loosely, I'm just so, (laughs) I'm so envious and respectful and interested in filmmakers and and storytellers who can come up with something so crazy and and different and create this whole world where the rules are different and it's like it's it's thinking so far outside of the box that like it just it just blows me away i feel like it's the most original film i've seen you know ever like like it's 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 just such an interesting concept it's just so much fun Fun is not the right word. Fun is not the right word. I think there are two redeemable qualities of the film. One is the concept. The general concept is an interesting concept. It's it's a good one. You're right about that. But there's but but that's where it ends. Like that's, there's there's no other enjoy. Like there's so much else after that. Like I could have. That's just saying like I have a good idea. And what is a good idea really worth? You know, out, like it, it depends on how you act on it. What are the actions that you do based on it? What do you take with that idea, and and how do you, you know, put it into action? Like this, this film outside of the idea is just is pure misery. No, it's pure misery. No, I mean it's it's very bleak. But I think I, I something I really paid attention to this most recent watching is how it's to me it's clearly divided in two halves where the yeah. first half is quite a bit more comedic and is, there's a lot of that. You think the first half is more comedic? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Where it's, 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 this... <laughs> it's obviously very dark, but it's so absurd. There's so like, I laugh out loud throughout the first half, like on a regular basis. And then when he gets to the forest and we introduce uh, Rachel Weiss and sort of the the loners that group. It, it yeah. to me it becomes more of a tragedy where it's clearly comedy and then tragedy 
And there's but still- More of a tragedy suggests that the entire thing is not a tragedy. It is a descent into madness. It is not, there's, it's not an emotional roller coaster of like, this part's happy and this part's kind of sad and bittersweet. It is, it starts off bleak and depressing and ends, I don't, like in the pit of despair. Like it starts bad and gets worse. Like it just. But it's still funny. Like the first half is intentionally funny. Like there is a lot of intentional humor in the first half in particular. Yes, it, it, the, I, I'm, I'm trying to not feel like I'm backtracking. Like, I, I, to some extent, there are uh, humorous takes, you know, uh, so, sort of humorous commentary, I would say, and how they present things and how people act, you know, that you, one could find humor within it. I would not say it's an attempt to be funny. I think that is sort of collateral damage. Oh no, I think you're so wrong. I think that that's wild. No, I, like this, this is clearly you a very- think, You think you, how do you categorize this film? Let's, that's a better question. How do you categorize the film? Uh, as, a, as, a, as a dark comedy, an extremely black comedy. Like I think that's its first and foremost. It's, it's, a, it's a satirical dark comedy. See, it's definitely satirical. I'll give you that. But I- uh, Like there's so many I don't know if parts. the intent, how, how I'd be curious. What? If the intent was comedy. I think comedy comes second, like some of it is... I think that's wild to think that that wasn't the intent. I mean, I think, to me, it's so evident by, I mean, almost all of it. What sort of dancing did you do? Just depends on the music. It's extremely self-aware, and, and that's revealed in, in certain sentences where it's like, when we first, when Colin Farrell first goes to the hotel, and Olivia Coleman the the marm or whatever you want to say the woman who runs the place is introducing yeah. him to the room and stuff and she says a wolf and a penguin could never live together nor could a camel and a hippopotamus that would be absurd that's the maybe the funniest line in the movie is like oh that would be absurd something i thought was so hilarious in this one in this viewing was like the the really the desperate woman who, who yeah. bakes biscuits or eats biscuits and throws herself out the window and... Um, <laughs> when, That's my least favorite scene. That's yeah. my least favorite scene. It's, is it's when disturbing. She's just, it's so dis- it's so fucking disturbing. I just hope her pathetic screams can't be heard from my room because I was thinking about having a lie down and I need peace and quiet. My point with bringing her up was like she's so desperate but even in this world where literally their entire objective is to wife somebody up and partner up so they can not be like painfully destroyed and turned into an animal like but desperate women are still unattractive <laughs> like, like she's begging him to come to her room and i'll do anything i'll do anything yeah. I'll, I'll we can have butt sex i'll do anything like just <laughs> you know and that's his only objective is to be there to avoid that horrible fate and he's still like, ugh. <laughs> like, that is hilarious. That is hilarious. When she stopped talking, he stared at her blankly, not knowing what to say. This is the opposite of why I watch movies. <laughs> like, this film is the polar opposite of what I want out of a movie. I, like, when I, I just, I, I want to enjoy myself. I want to be taken someplace on a ride, a, a, like I just, well, I want to be happy. Let me, let me challenge you there. Because you say when you watch movies, you want to enjoy yourself. But that can't always be true. Because there's, you know, I know that you are an extreme in many ways because you really do mean that when you say it. 
because you're you're you lean towards comedy so heavily. But yeah. would you not want to watch a film like Schindler's List or something that you know you're not gonna enjoy, but it still has such artistic merit? Yes, I'm like, but that's but that's this is we're talking about me very specifically now. I've watched this movie twice now. Yeah. And I shouldn't have watched it the second time. Like, there's no reason to watch it the second time. <laughs> you can do that once for educational value, for artistic value, for just to get an understanding, to broaden your horizons. And I'm not talking specifically about Schindler's List or this film, just these types of films. Heavy, uh, dark, you know, unpleasant films. Th- to just be bludgeoned to death with sadness and emotionally drained that's that's every day for me why am i why am i doing this why am i doing this if if i could just walk outside and feel this way it is interesting to me that you don't that you you know that i know that you're saying you do see it to some extent but that you don't see this as being an intentional comedy i i do i i i do i just don't want to it's it's me being biased to the film like i don't want to give this film the credit of being a comedy you're like a brother to me. Oh, you're my best friend in the whole world. I don't think I'm your best friend in the whole world. What would you say the film is about? That, uh, that was a question. There was another question I was going to ask you. I, I don't. I don't know. Like I like. I don't think there's a clear enough. Like I'm. I'm clearly not smart enough to get it. Like that's how I feel. Like I like. I think I'm Agreed. average. <laughs> we can cut it. We can cut it there. I'm an idiot. Every time I think I understand what the sort of underlining message is, it, it really just shows, <laughs> true, true to form, to me, it shows all the worst parts of human life and relationships. <laughs> like it just, it doesn't, it's not pro one side. Like the beginning of the film, you're like, oh my God, this is miserable that they're forcing these people. And this is sort of a metaphor for the world that we live in. Like, everyone has to be in a couple and this is the way society should be because that sort of monogamy is how we're sort of all trained to be and this is a commentary on oh the 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 other side has to be better than than this shithole right and then you get to the other side and that's equally as terrible like there's there's not a there's nothing good there either and then and then <laughs> and then it just ends like it's just miserable everything's miserable everything's fuck that we do and then and then it ends I don't know, it's just all lost on me. It just makes me feel like life is terrible. Accept it. <laughs> yeah, and what's wrong with that? <laughs> tell, but tell, me, tell me what you think. What is the film about to you? What is, what, what is the point of this misery show? I think that there are simultaneously a lot of points, like a lot of things you can, you can point to as, as being sort of themes or, or statements. I think, I, I think one of those things is it's not an accident that everyone is so stupid. I, I really paid more attention to that on this watching, that everyone is, a, they're just morons. They're all morons. And I think that that is a huge, I think that that's a huge part of this story. That's a huge part of this statement, is that, you know, society is, is stupid. And that goes hand in hand with the other things. Do you really think it's stupidity? The way that they, they obviously act is very, it's almost like they're reading. It's, a, it's like the way every line is delivered from every character, they all sound the same. And it's almost like a child reading. 
Do you do you think that's a that's a, re- a reflection of them, him, you know, the, the the filmmakers, you know, saying that these people are are just dumb, or or do you think that it's it's just an emotionless world. I, I, I take it, I kind of take it, not that they're dumb, that they just live in this emotionless world without sarcasm or happiness or smiling and everything's just very matter of fact. If I'm walking too slowly, just say, and I'll pick up my pace. This pace is fine. That's how every line is delivered. I think that that can also be true. Like, I think they can be stupid and I think it can be a very cold, emotionless world, and I think they can be kind of rehearsed, where, you, where each character is sort of just saying what they think they're supposed to say, and, 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 and that childlike, very direct, simple way. And I think right there, you have three probably intentional choices of, of how we're portraying this world, and those can all be true. Very, very, in- absolutely intentional, but I will go back to the question of like, what's the point? What you're ju- you're showing something to show something. I'm not seeing it. There has to be something that 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 is you're you're supposed to take away from this, and 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 be like, oh, this holds a mirror up to to society. But that's, now that's I've literally learned what it's something. Doing. But but I, I don't doing. learn anything. I just learn that it's bad. Like I don't I don't learn. But that's it's learning just, something, you know? Because there's I don't know. there's a lot of people that would that might watch this and and not have considered things in this way, where it's like, oh, so maybe some of our uh, sociological institutions are a little absurd. And it, it takes all these elements woven together to be like, oh, this movie's telling us that society is stupid and that everything's rehearsed and that we're actually cold and emotionless and that relationships of this uh, traditional structure are stupid and silly and that the expectations we put on people are unreasonable and unfair, and that we think the grass is always greener, that married people think single people are happier, and single people think married people are happier, and none of them are happy. Like, there's that's seven things right there that are like, oh yeah, these are all observations being made by the filmmaker. It's no coincidence that the targets are shaped like single people and not couples. I don't need to understand everything fully uh, to, to really enjoy a film. Like, when we, when we talked about Birdman, you said, well, you asked me how I thought it ended. And I said, I don't really know. And you said, well, you have to have an idea. And I, I came up with something. But, like, I don't think you have to have an idea. <laughs> I, I think it's okay. And some of my favorite films, Birdman, The Lobster, you don't have to know. You don't have to say this is how it ends or this is what it meant. or this. You can just simmer in that, in that uh, ambiguity. And it just made you feel some type of way, and that's why you love it. The lobster makes me feel so many ways, and it makes me laugh really uncomfortably and, and, just, and just shake my head. I literally looked at my girlfriend while we watched it like four times, like, <laughs> can you believe this? Like, that's amazing to me. That, that's a great film. Yeah, you're partially right. The end of what you're saying, I, I agree, and I said that said that earlier. I, I think the mark of a good film is just that it makes you feel strongly, one way or the other. If you if you watch a film and feel nothing, like that's, you know, you should have laughed, you should have cried, you you should have felt happy. Like it should impact your emotions on some level. So yes, that last part I agree with. I I do disagree with ambiguity being 
okay. It's okay to an extent. That's that's the only place I'll meet you at. The, for for Birdman, yeah, the ending is a little bit of a mystery, but there are enough pieces to sort of piece some sort of coherent thought process together. The picture may look a little different when when you put it all together from from person to person, but there there's a you know there's a square puzzle that we can all make and that the image may look different from person to person. But if you watch a film and go, what was the point of any of that? Like, I don't, I don't know how much credit I can give that film. Well, I think if you're just we've like, already oh. covered, we've already covered a ton of points here. And I think the, the, to jump right to the ending, to the, the, the final metaphor, which I think is really impactful and, and meaningful, is that these two people who have been through so much they're willing to go forward blindly, even though they know all of this, or you, they should know based on everything they've been through, all of this is bullshit. And there's, there's, it's a futile exercise. It's, it's similar to the short film concept that I pitched you about the couple that goes down at the end, they're all dancing and they're going round and round because we continue to just go round and round. We know these things are flawed and the majority of them fail, but we're gonna charge forward blindly because we believe in our love despite the fact we've seen nothing but evidence to the contrary. And that's a huge final point to make, I think. Yes, if that's what you see from, if that's what you get from it. <laughs> like, yeah, like when you put it like that, like, oh yeah, I, I, I get it, I get what you're saying. I just, I don't know, I just don't like it. I, it's all this is lost on me just from personal taste. I just don't like it. And the dog? My brother, he was here a couple of years ago, but he didn't make it. The thing that I, that I think is, that really shines in this film um, is the cinematography. I, 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 think, I think the composition of, of shots, the length of shots, and maybe that's more of a directorial decision, but like, I think the composition is of, of each shot is really, really strong. They're very, very picturesque um, and they're very, very purposeful. Um, that I, I really, I do like from a filmmaking standpoint that leads into a lot of uncomfortability, if that's a word. Discomfort. Just, this is really discomfort, thank you. <laughs> You're smart, I'm not. Um, uh, are these long takes and one perspective that you're sort of locked into and you, you don't really, they cut off the heads of people a lot. You don't, you, it's not your sh shot, reverse shot, sort of like, oh, I see this and then I see the perspective from the main character and then I see the whole room and I, it's, it's, it really holds you in an uncomfortable position for a long period of times, but in really well composed frames, really interesting, interestingly composed frames. Yes. Um, so it doesn't get, so it doesn't feel boring or, or it doesn't feel too, it doesn't feel long in a bad way just more of an uncomfortable way, but not like a poorly made way. You know, yeah. like it's very intentional and deliberate in that way. Um, where, where even uh, now, I, uh, just in watching films or, or even trying to make films, you, I try and think about camera movement a lot. You know, where can I put the camera? How can I have the camera move? Uh, make it feel alive, make the scene feel alive. Where this does literally the complete opposite. So we're gonna hold you, we're gonna hold your arms and feet stationary to this one spot and sort of make you deal with what's happening and feel sort of claustrophobic in a sense that I can't get a real context of what's happening around me. Uh, and that's a very strong, like a clear, deliberate decision that I think uh, they do and execute very well. Yeah, I think it's really wonderfully directed. I think 
I think this guy, Yorgos, Yorgos Lanthimos, I think. Yeah, it sounds know. like he directed this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a Greek gentleman. And I hadn't seen any of his movies prior to this, though he had a couple of uh, wave-making kind of independent films. I believe this was his first English-language film, I believe. And I've seen his two movies since this, and I think he's always doing very interesting things. I think his, his, it is all very intentional. Uh, you're talking about the cinematography. One of my favorite shots that I really, again, noticed on this last viewing was when Colin Farrell is having sex with the psychopathic woman. And mm-hmm. she's, it's, it's really kind of close in on, on her body. They're doing a missionary. And, and she's just kind of like glaring up at him, you know? And he's out of frame. You don't see him. You just kind of see like part of his belly. And then at one point, like, he kind of leans in like he's, he wants to kiss her because, he, yeah. you know, but he's going through this act that he, his soulless so that they'll match. And he kind of, but his face only kind of leans into like half the top of the frame. And he's just kind of like, uh, and then just pulls back out. Like, he's not like he thought better of it. And I just thought like, that, it's just hilarious. And it's, it's, it's a very brilliant little shot. But I, he is a, a filmmaker that I really have come to respect. And I always am going to be excited when I see his name come up. Uh, on a project. The performances, do you have any outstanding thoughts? Uh, no. No, I mean... Perfect. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't, because because everybody's so bland. I mean, obviously it takes talent to, to execute any sort of direction, but, but like, no, 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 nothing shines because it's just so... Everybody's the same character. Everybody speaks the same cadence, the same tone, the same... You know, it just... It seems it's emotionless performances. It's there's no range of anything. Like I'm, I'm not. Again, I, I can recognize that there's talent in doing it, but I'm not like excited about any of it. I really like Colin Farrell. I think he's a really good actor, and I think he is oft underrated because of he. You know, he has a, he's made a lot of stinkers, and because when he first became famous, his social life was a little. You know, he was like banging Britney Spears on a balcony. You know, it's this wild, wild part. Yeah, God bless. And I respect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my favorite actor of all time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, 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 I like him, and I think he does really good here. You know, it is difficult to gauge performances when they're all similar and they're all doing such a specific choice that is so simple and, you know, their cadence, like you mentioned. Uh, but I really think there's some moments where he shines, uh, especially... And one line I wrote down, which, I, which I, I, I challenge you to go back and watch again, even though it's like in the worst scene, which I'm sure is the scene you hate the most, is when the psychopathic woman kills the dog and, yeah. and kicks the dog to death. And then she comes into the bedroom and wakes him up and she's got blood all over her leg. It's just so, uh, it's very impactful. Um, yeah, it's awful. <laughs> but then she says something like, would you like me to get you some coffee? And the, he answers, I'd love some. And just the way he says, I'd love some, I think is, like, I want to show that to acting classes and be like, look at everything he does while he's saying it. Because he's barely holding it together, one. Yeah. So, uh, so that's a huge part of it. And he's also even more trying to hold it together because he doesn't want her to think he's going to emotionally react. But he's so hurt. He is so hurt when he says, I'd love some. It's one of the high points of the film. Such three words, uh, and then also Rachel Vice. I don't know how you feel about her. I am a big fan. 
from yeah, I, from I top like, to bottom. I have... From to... <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I think she is. A, you want to rephrase? Do you want to rephrase that at all, or you want you want to stick to that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from bottom to top. Uh, no, I Ugh. think I think <laughs> that's not what I meant. God damn it! <laughs> I think she's a lovely woman and but an extremely talented actress. Uh, she's one of my favorite working actresses, and uh, I just I, I love everything she does. I think her role in this movie is so sad and so heartbreaking. Like she brings me to tears just with some of her looks, where like even it, oh god, once she's once she goes blind. Just the way she's yes. like blankly staring off, and do you want to play another game of see, touch, guess, yeah. whatever? That is just so sad. Yeah, <laughs> and she yeah. Just yeah. leaves her alone out in the tree. Like, no, I'll see you tomorrow. It's just everything that she's doing, just just with her face alone. Yeah, uh, the whole thing is just miserable. The whole thing is miserable. <laughs> Have you dug your own grave? Yes. Very good. I think it's very telling. Again, I just don't understand what it's supposed to be telling me. So maybe as an intelligent person, you can fill me in. Uh, the, the whole thing is emotionless. And I don't think there's one smile for the whole film. Uh, I don't know, one bit of laughter, one bit of happiness, really, throughout the entire film. But the very last scene when they're, the two of them are in the booth together uh, and uh, he tells her to he tells her to smile and she puts on this sort of like fake like is this what smiling is <laughs> kind of smile and like I, I don't think that's an accident like i think there's a that like i think that's meant to me when i watch that it's like a red flag of being like oh this is what the film's about i think like i think this is sort of like a microcosm of of someone we're just going to pretend to be happy because of how absent happiness and smiling is throughout the, literally 99% of the film. Yeah. And then like one of the last lines of dialogue is be like, go, go ahead, smile now. This is what happiness is. And she like, is like, am I doing it right? But I just, I don't, I, I, I feel like it's meant to be something. I just don't know what it. Well, that is the whole saying. point of the movie. Like you're, you're describing it. It's like, we talked about this a little bit, but it's that we continue to go forward in these social constructs that are absurd. These social constructs on both sides of relationships and being single. But these expectations and these constructs that society, that we create for ourselves, makes us all miserable. And we keep blindly going forward. Boom. That's a wrap. Like, that, that's the point. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for explaining it to me. I mean, it makes sense as you explain it. So now you but love I still it. hate you, you and I hate movie. this film. And I want you to stab your own eye out. <laughs> Do you think he does it? Do you think he, stab, you think he does it? I do. I do think he does it. I do too. I think it's interesting that they hold on the shot of Rachel Weisz for so long where you don't hear him scream or anything and that I suppose is to make it seem ambiguous. But yeah, I I, I like to think he does it because because everyone's stupid. My main... I won't even call it a complaint. I'll kind of say my curiosity or my disagreements with the story is that it never has made sense to me that the loners, the single people, forbid sex. That, that, always, that always catches me off guard because it seems like they should be the most like free-spirited, like go get it, 
So then I thought within this world, it would almost make more sense if he was in these, these rigid rules of the hotel where it's like you have to get married and you have to do this and you have to do this and couple up. And then he goes out to the single people and instead of there being forced abstinence, it was forced sex. Like that's the, that's the metaphor for single, you know, being single is that you have to have sex with everyone all the time, whoever wants it. And I almost think that fits better and it's, it's, it makes more sense, in my opinion, as a, as, as a juxtaposition to the hotel where it's like, uh, yeah, the irony is that he goes out there to be free and he meets this woman who he's deeply in love with and is deeply in love with him, but they're constantly being forced to sleep with whoever has a whim that day because that's the point. Hey, you want to be single. You want to be a free. Yeah. You, we're, we're all about free love. I think that's kind of more interesting. And they have that, that, that jealousy moment. Like he has that, that jealousy moment where he looks at the guy's contacts or whatever. So you could, that would still, you, like that could still play where he can still get jealous. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, uh, I, just to play devil's advocate, I assume why, why they made that decision is because they, they want to ensure that, that people are single. I think that's the, again, what do I know? But I think that's the, the juxtaposition. It's just a juxtaposition in a different way. When you are a couple, they are literally forcing you to be a couple. And now in the wilderness, when you're single, they are forcing you to be single and alone. And there is no gray area. And I think if they were allowed to bang everybody, it'd just be like, oh, well, someone's going to naturally sort of pair off and fall in love. So they don't want to, they don't want to come anywhere near it. So it's like, we can't do any of that stuff that married people would do. And married people have sex. Yeah, I could see that. I could see That's that. That's what I guess. I think you could work around that by saying that love is forbidden and relationships are forbidden. But sex sure. is encouraged, which makes it almost even more painful because then those feelings will develop between people, but then they're forced to not couple up, which I think is interesting. Yeah. But no, I, I get you. I get your point. You're probably right. Another question I had is, are they even turning people into animals? Or is that just all bullshit? They're really just killing these people and then showing an animal. That's interesting. I assume that I, I take the premise at face value. I don't, I don't think there's a deeper layer there because that's not what the story's about. The, the yeah. story is not about this hotel and these people and their inner workings of how the hotel works. Like if it were more about that, then maybe, maybe there's a deeper level. But I think the, 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 it's just part of the, the setup. Because also in the, that first, well, I guess you could say that, that she doesn't, you know, they're just telling people. But the first scene in the movie is like the woman goes out and kills a cow or something. Yeah, but they, yeah, that would have been. But they could be lying about that, so you're right. So, so no, I don't think that. In the forest in particular, there's a lot of random animals walking around in the background. You know, there's a camel and there's a peacock and all that, so that. I do think the camel was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I did laugh a little bit. The, the camel just kind of just, it's, it's funny. Uh, and then I also think about when Colin Farrell kills the psychopathic woman and uh, allegedly, you know, drags her into the animal transformation room and turns her into an animal. And Rachel Weiss's narrator narration says, I, I asked him what he turned her into. And he said, that's none of your concern. And I think that that's really interesting. Like, I want to know what that means. Well, they also make reference of one time, like, they're going to turn you into the animal that no one wants to be, but they don't ever say what that animal is. Mm -hmm. 
So maybe it's the same animal, yeah. but we still just don't know what animal that is. What if I, and I don't what know why, a, what I get from that. What if it's a human? <laughs> huh? <laughs> but what if it's an alien? I don't know. Like, what, what, it, like why, what would make you think Aliens it is? Aliens don't like, exist, what Keith. Don't be absurd. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're right. That, that part is absurd. Yeah. I think here's what, in sort of a good summation, is that let's get, let's get into our insecurities. Uh, I think, <laughs> as I sort of alluded to in the beginning, like, as a, as a creator, as a filmmaker, I, I'm just in awe of a film like this that can, if nothing else, right, even if you hate it, you hate the vibe, can inspire conversations like this. Where two people who you don't know as the filmmaker can sit and discuss all the different things that your film might be saying. And I think, because, you know, it's so hard to write a script. Just period. To write a script is very difficult. To write a 90-page feature-length film that is even remotely coherent is a challenge. And then to do that but also weave in commentary on big, relatable, societal issues, and to do that like five different ways, and to make it all in an imagination land that's absurd, that has really dark commentary and, and biting. Because that woman, the desperate woman, is just such a small part of this overall story and just a small part of the overall theme, if we agree that the theme is the absurdity of relationships and charging blindly forward. But it's like, to even have the, the intellectual wherewithal to include that as a part of this large, like, everything is so smart. And I just think that's so hard. Because I've written a dozen screenplays, three of which are any good, and even those are so formulaic. <laughs> like, they're so by the numbers. And I just, like, I want, I just respect this kind of art so much. I know that's mad corny, but if nothing else, I, I just, it excites me to, I want to be, I, you know, be inspired by something like this. I don't disagree. I think the goal, at least when I make shitty films, you know, I, I, I like to make things that are, that create conversation. I like to be, I want to be a little bit more definitive and maybe that's why you think I'm so heavy handed uh, with most of my stuff, but, but I like there to be a point and a statement that I'm trying to make, even though I may be trying to present both sides of a coin um, and, and portray, uh, you know, initiate conversation to say, oh, I, I didn't see it from that perspective, but ultimately the filmmaker is saying this. That is, the, the, I think every filmmaker should aspire to, to make films like that because I know that's, that's what I like to do or what, what I aspire to do. And, and yes, I, it does do, this film does do that. So you give it credit for that, but you take all that credit away because it's like dying by a thousand paper cuts for two hours. <laughs> Hilarious paper cuts. 